Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hi, I'm Kate Luna. Welcome to Radio Motherboard. I'm here this week to tell you about a little experiment I did. In May, right when the weather was starting to get warm, I decided to quit showering. I mean, I still got wet every morning. I rinsed off before I went to work, but I got rid of my soap and shampoo and my deodorant too. What I did instead was something I came to think of as kind of the anti-shower because instead of washing the bacteria off my skin, I was literally dousing myself in them. So this is how it would work. Every morning, I spritzed myself with a live bacteria spray and I did it again when I got home and then again before I went to bed. The goal was to colonize my skin with these ammonia-eating bacteria. These bugs are supposed to neutralize the smell of sweat gone wrong that leads to bad things like BO. Or that's the idea anyway. And I heard about it from Mother Dirt, which is this Boston-based company that came up with the idea. They think that these live bacteria products could actually be the future of skincare. And the chemist who's the mastermind behind this, David Whitlock, actually hasn't even showered in 13 years. I mean, of course, it seems like a strange idea. Most of us spend our days actively trying to get rid of bacteria with soaps, with hand sanitizers, with antibacterial sprays, with big fistfuls of Purell. And if we're thinking about bacteria at all, it's probably just to worry that they're going to make us sick or dirty. So, you know, as for my experiment, it was an interesting couple of weeks. I think I had a few good hair days. I'm pretty sure I smelled bad at least once or twice. And at one point I actually got barfed on and that was really the ultimate test of this cleaning regime. I mean, it got me thinking about the bacteria that lives in, on and around us on every little square inch of our skin. But you know, I had to ask, is skincare like this really the future? The human microbiome is a weird and wonderful thing. That's what scientists call the community of bacteria and other microbes that live in, on, and around us all, literally covering every tiny square inch of our bodies. They're in our guts, they're on our skin, they're on our eyes, they're on our fingers, they're everywhere. 
Everyone has a microbiome, and it's unique as a fingerprint. It actually starts to take hold from the moment we're born. So try as we might to get rid of these bacteria, we're definitely stuck with them. And they affect our health in all kinds of ways. They help us digest our food, they boost our immune systems, and of course, as we all know, they can also make us very sick. For the past century, or even longer than that, we've been waging war on bacteria, nuking them with antibiotics or antibacterial soaps. And scientists are starting to really suggest that there are consequences to this. It's likely that we've, you know, thrown out the baby with the bathwater and maybe messed with our microbial balance in a way that is damaging our health. Conditions like asthma, obesity, and food allergies are all on the rise, and some scientists argue that modern hygiene could be partly to blame. That's the idea behind these products from Mother Dirt, that bacteria, certain kinds at least, can be good for you. So I gave them a call to talk about it. This is Dave Whitlock. I'm the founding scientist of AOBiome. Uh, my name is Jasmina Aganovic. I'm the president of Mother Dirt, the consumer products division of AOBiome. David, can you tell me a little bit about um, where you got the idea for these products? From what I understand, this all kind of came from uh, from your experience watching a horse roll around in the dirt. Can you talk to me about that a little bit? Yeah, yes. I mean, actually, I never saw the horse roll in the dirt, but I was, I was dating a woman who was a fifth grade school teacher, and she had a horse, and which she rode. And, you know, I was, you know, Mr. Scientist's friend, and so she asked me, well, why did her horse roll in the dirt in March? And at first I said, well, to get rid of insects. And he said, no, that's before the, the insects come out. So eventually I realized, well, it was to get the right kind of bacteria on its skin to metabolize, you know, stuff in sweat so that, you know, over the summer, the stuff in sweat wouldn't, you know, putrefy on the skin and cause problems. So in, in sweat, half the solids are urea and urea hydrolyzes to ammonia, and that ammonia is what causes diaper rash. And in the soil, the bacteria that metabolize ammonia are the ammonia-oxidizing bacteria. And so in, in thinking about that, well, I thought, well, if it's important enough for horses to have evolved this behavior, it must be very important. And so that's, so, you know, I you know went to the literature, started reading and the more I read the more important it seemed to be and it became too important to not pursue. Tell me about these bacteria what do we know about them where do we find them in nature and and what have we done to them? Well I mean they're they're everywhere in nature I mean they're they do the first step in the process of nitrification when when you add ammonia to the soil it first it gets oxidized to nitrite by these bacteria and then oxidized to nitrate by something else so Nitrification, you know, every every bit of soil in the world, every natural water source, you know, spring, uh, ocean, river, lake, stream, you know, whatever, they all have ammonia oxidizing bacteria. And actually, if we were to remove this type of bacteria from any of these ecosystems that David just mentioned, those ecosystems would crumble uh, because that cycle wouldn't be able to complete. And if you think about how human beings lived, we were way more immersed with nature than we are today. Uh, we were walking barefoot. We were, you know, potentially swimming in, in these water systems. But 
we have with modern living separated the outdoors to keep it outdoors. And we've introduced all of these hygiene products to really quote unquote, clean ourselves and, you know, effectively uh, sterilize ourselves. Uh, And we estimate in the last 50 or so years, we have uh, wiped out AOBs from our skin. What's the impact of that been on our health? Well, I mean, we're, we're still doing research on it, but, you know, it's not good. And the skin... you know, has a balance. And, you know, this is how the skin evolved to exist, that when the body needs more, you know, nitric oxide and nitrite, it releases ammonia to the biofilm that is supposed to be there. And then that converts it, the bacteria converted into NO and nitrite. And so that's what we think is the normal physiology of the normal pathway by which the microbiome of the skin kind of interacts with the rest of physiology. And to expound on that, you know, we've learned that our gut needs good bacteria in order to be healthy and to be balanced. And I've emphasized before that the same is true for the skin. Uh, And, you know, one of the things that we like to point to and something that so many doctors and academics are looking at right now, um, just like many are looking at inflammatory bowel disorder or inflammatory gut diseases, the same is happening on our skin. Uh, Inflammatory skin disorders are growing at epidemic proportions. One in six children has eczema. 80 million adults have acne and it's no longer secluded just to teenagers. And yet, you know, we have no shortage of products, of prescriptions, of, uh, of, of things that we can buy off of a store shelf to help solve that problem. And yet the numbers don't seem to be going in the right direction. Uh, and so that really is the space that we're looking at, along with many other academic institutions, including um, the White House, which actually recently announced their microbiome initiative to look at the microbiome, not only internally, but topically as well. Before I started my experiment, Jasmina cautioned me against going cold turkey and ditching all of my products at once. She told me she gets nervous about body odor issues especially. I mean, it takes a while to cultivate enough of these bacteria to make a difference, or so Mother Dirt would say. I only had two weeks, though, to really try this out. That's how long it typically takes, she said, before people start to notice that something has changed. And I wanted to give these bacteria the best shot. So the first morning of my experiment, it was a hot and sticky day. I woke up, I hopped in the shower, and I washed myself with a bacteria-friendly cleanser they'd sent me instead of my regular soap. There was a hair wash, too. The shampoo or whatever it was they gave me really didn't lather at all. It kind of just went right through my hair. Whereas the soap had a tremendous lather. It was almost like toothpaste when you're spitting it down the drain. And so after that, I spritzed myself down with these bacteria that are supposed to help my skin just clean itself. And then I biked to work. And you know what? The first few days were actually fine. I didn't smell bad. My hair looked really weirdly great, kind of like it does when you haven't washed it in a while and then you just get a magical good hair day. Um, And I even got some compliments. But then on day four, I got a zit. And that was probably the first time that had happened to me in maybe seven years. During one of my conversations with David Whitlock, who first came up with the idea for these live bacteria products, I asked him how he managed to give up on showering entirely. And this is what he told me. But David, you've been trying this for a lot longer than I have. Can you tell me about your own sort of personal experience trying to cultivate a healthy skin microbiome? 
Well, you know, I didn't really know anything about it when I started. So it was a, you know, kind of hypothesis free experiment. I, you know, put these bacteria on my skin to see what would happen. And, you know, I've been very pleased with the results. I mean, I, my, I feel like my health is better. My skin is better. I don't need to bathe anymore. And, and so I'll caveat that by saying that, you know, this is David's personal experiment and decision. We have thousands of users all across the world who are still absolutely continuing um, showering and they're using the product uh, for a variety of different reasons. Some people specifically want to replace deodorant and about 60% of them are able to do that. Other people uh, are dealing with things like sensitive skin um, or extreme dry skin or extreme oily skin, and they find that the mist in particular helps rebalance that. Uh, other people are trying to cut down on products because they want to reduce their chemical exposure. Uh, so we have people that are coming at the product from a variety of different um, angles, uh, which has been really fascinating for us to learn. It's really interesting. Body odor, uh, first of all, is totally not a sexy topic, uh, but it's that we find absolutely fascinating. So first to explain to people how, how odor works, a lot of people think that smell in and of itself or sweat in and of itself is what causes the odor, but that's not true. Uh, our, our armpit is actually an ecosystem all on its own. There are a variety of different microorganisms there. And it's actually the interaction of the sweat, which is mostly water and sterile and has no odor whatsoever, interacting with certain types of bacteria that cleave that sweat and cause the odor as a result. So it's actually the interaction between our sweat and these microbes that uh, end up causing what we know as, uh, as body odor. So typical deodorants, the way that they tackle this is they either um, are looking to kill a bacteria, so it's antibacterial based, or in the case of antiperspirants, they're looking to stop the sweating process altogether so that there's no food for this type of bacteria. What we're doing with the mist uh, and what we're still continuing to research is taking an entirely different approach. Our idea is if we can restore balance to the underarm area, we're effectively going to crowd out the odor-causing bacteria and restore a natural balance so that your body is not producing that sort of an odor on its own. You're not going to have the odor-causing bacteria uh, that'll that's causing the body odor. And instead, you're going to have these AOBs and a more balanced ecosystem uh, that, that'll result in no odor and no need to use any of those harsh chemicals um, or triclosan-based things or aluminum-based things. It's just a, a much more natural way to, uh, to handle any sort of odor issues. And now, David, I'm sure this is a question you get all the time because I know it's been 13 years that you've been on this regimen and not taking showers. I'm sure this is a question you've heard, but do you think that you smell or you feel really clean? You know, I ask people and, you know, pe no, people don't tell me that I smell. <laughs> and, and Kate, there are numerous smell tests that have been done, whether it's people walking by our office or, you know, we're on a radio show or something. So he, he doesn't. And I think people expect human beings to smell bad if they don't use all of the modern products that we've been accustomed to using. And that's not true. There was once upon a time, a time when we existed where we didn't smell like freesia or mint or many of these things. And we didn't have the problems that we have today. And we didn't need to use all of these products that we've become so dependent on today. Uh, so the fact that David doesn't smell, I think is a fantastic example of an extreme case, but yet one that is, is, uh, is very powerful. 
About a week into my experiment, I was starting to feel a little sticky by the end of the day. I would get on my bike and pedal home from work, and it is half an hour uphill. And by the time I got home, I would be feeling pretty humid. You know, my hair looked flat. It had that sort of waxy, unclean feeling, and I was doing laundry a lot. I was also pretty sure that, at least sometimes, I probably smelled. (laughs) I called my friend Liz to ask her what she thought about my cleanliness routine. Okay, Liz, so you were one of the only people in two weeks who I openly invited to stick your nose right in there and smell me. So what did I smell like? Tell me what you smelled when you did that. It was complicated. When I smelled you, (laughs) there was no obvious BO or heavy odors. Because, you know, like when you smell BO, it's often like garlicky, onion, like heavier smells. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't smell like that. It smelled more like, there was definitely a smell. Um, but it was more like a salty, a salty smell. Like there was definitely some citrusy hints in there and salt, but it wasn't, it wasn't stink. So would you call it a bad smell or just like no, a no, neutral? neutral? I would call it a neutral smell. It wasn't a BO smell. It was kind of like a different, just a different smell. So if you smelled someone like that walking down the street, like, do you think it was a problem for me? No, do you no. think, so no, do you think I, I was walking around and people were like, oh my God, she stinks. Or do you think it was just fine? Like it wasn't a big deal. I, you know, I think it was just fine, especially since I had to get my nose right in there. But no, I wouldn't notice like, <laughs> a, a, a trailing odor um, at all. But like, yeah, I don't think it, I would notice. I mean, it would definitely be a smell of salt and living, but it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take notice of it if I was just, you know, walking around, going on TTC. Wouldn't notice. So what do I normally smell like? Nor- okay, the thing is with normally you and what normally you smell like is you smell like something. So whether it's, you know, something like a, some sort of like flowery smell or nice smell. Do you, do you have a nice smell about you? But I do. That's yeah, good. It's pretty good. Yeah. But the thing <laughs> about it is, is that it's always a smell. This was kind of just a neutral. Think of it if you opened some a spice off a spice shelf and yeah. it was like that like spicy or just like a salty, um, just like salty, say, lemony dill. Something yeah. like that. With those, a lot of cr- different hints of things, but nothing overpowering. Like a Mrs. Dash kind of Yeah, like smell. a Mrs. Dash. That's exactly <laughs> it. And like even your, like, yeah, even your appearance, it didn't look like you hadn't washed. Well, that's another thing I wanted to ask you was how was I looking? Because honestly, there were days when I did not feel like I looked very good. I'm pretty sure I got a zit at one point. My hair was not fantastic. It looked very like lived in and greasy. Um, And I didn't feel so great all the time. So what did I look like to you? You know, I'm not going to lie to you, buddy. You looked a bit rough. The low point in this whole two-week experiment came nine days in. I was on a road trip. I was heading five hours out of town and three hours into the drive, well, I was barfed on. I don't really need to go into a lot of detail about this, but it wasn't fun. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. We just stopped at McDonald's. We had two hours left to go. 
And those last two hours were not great. It was hot in the car. And as soon as we got there, I just needed to take a shower more than anything. But I also knew I couldn't break the rules. So I got in the shower. I used the Mother Dirt cleanser. And, you know, they call it a gentle foaming cleanser for a reason. The foam really just disappeared right through my fingers down the drain when all I wanted was just a hot, soapy blast. And I didn't feel very clean again for quite some time after that. Over the course of my two-week experiment, I called a few different scientists who researched the bacteria on our skin. I wanted to know what they think about products like Mother Dirt, if these live bacteria products are legit, and if they actually could be the future of skincare, maybe even more broadly healthcare. Here's what Julia O oh had to say. I'm Julia O. Oh. I'm an assistant professor at the Jackson Laboratory for Genomic Medicine. I mean, how manipulatable, if that is a word, is our skin microbiome? Can we actually affect change to it? So if I'm spritzing myself with a bacteria for two weeks, am I actually going to be able to change the bacteria that are there? Because from what I understand, they, they spend my lifetime sort of establishing themselves. Yep, that is absolutely right. And so I would, I'll, I'll preface my, my answer by saying that I absolutely believe in the ability to manipulate our skin microbiota for, um, for health enhancing or, or other beneficial, maybe even anti-aging or, or, uh, or cosmetic properties. I, I do believe in the power of our, our skin microbiota to, to, um, to impact, uh, impact our phenotype to that level. So yes, you're absolutely right. Whatever we find on the, on, say, your, your skin microbes today is really a historic snapshot of the accumulation of microbes over time that, that you've really experienced over your entire lifestyle. And um, from our previous research, we've seen that, you know, in the absence of strong perturbations like antibiotic or, or in antibiotic use or, um, you know, maybe uh, even like skin antimicrobial use um, and uh, infections, those kinds of very strong perturbations, skin communities are really stable. So you might be like, okay, you know, given that the skin community is so stable, do we really have a chance to uh, apply something that will stably, uh, stably take into the community? So for that latter point, I would say that we don't know yet. And I think that there are very exciting studies going on that are, that's examining, you know, to what degree can we stably incorporate new species into the community? Because there's what's called colonization resistance, where species that already are filling a niche tend to exclude other species. And so that's a major consideration with these probiotics. But, you know, I think that, I, I, I think that there's also the aspect of a dominant phenotype. So what in studies that have been done in the gut and other uh, studies in, in the cutaneous immunity, what's been shown is that you can still elicit a phenotype on top of all the other microbes that are present, given that you administered insufficient load. So for example, if you were to say, have to apply, you know, a daily or maybe a weekly cream to your skin to re-administer the microbes so that they can produce a phenotype, I think that's a pretty fair, that's a pretty fair way. While, so while it might not uh, completely stably integrate itself as a new member of your community, you can still uh, produce the phen does desired phenotypic changes by administering these strains. That's interesting. I mean, I know you're not involved with Mother Dirt in any way, but do you have any, are you working on any products like this yourself? Yeah, so we're, we work on, so we are, we're approaching the, um, 
I'd say we're approaching the problem probably from more from a, a basic biology point of view, trying to understand, you know, how our skin communities established, how, uh, you know, what combinations of, of, uh, of, of strains can coexist stably in a population, what happens when you introduce new strains. And then we're also trying, uh, working on a, on a panoply of different engineered skin microbes with, uh, that can secrete different products that can, you know, secrete antimicrobials or products that are anti pathogens. And so we're, we're trying to make this aspect of engineered microbes a big part of uh, our, our research repertoire. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be really exciting to see what, uh, what we come up with and what others in the field come up with. I mean, it's so fascinating. And how do you think that these kinds of um, products or treatments are going to change the future of healthcare and skincare? I guess just how are we going to be using them in the future in 5, 10, 20 years? Yeah, so I think the the first thing that I think is kind of gaining some traction and really, you know, I would say personally, my, the way I see it, uh, the, the yogurt industry has been instrumental in, in bringing about, you know, increased comfort with the, the idea of ingesting or applying live microbes, because I would say still, you know, I was just talking to some, uh, to, uh, some, some, uh, basically I would say lay public just a few days ago. And I was like, okay, when you think about microbes, what do you think about? And they're, they're like, oh, germs, you got to get rid of them, bring out the Purell, bring out the, you know, the hand sanitizers. And, you know, I think that, that is the first impediment to really um, broadening uh, and broadening the uh, the scope of of these these kinds of probiotic applications. So first, it, we need to overcome the the inherent kind of revulsion against um, against microbes as as a benefit or as microbes as, as a potential product that we apply for our health. But in in five, ten, twenty years, um, you know, I think that so. I'll also preface this by saying that I think antibiotics have, of course, been one of the absolute life-changing inventions of, of the 20th century. And there is no disputing that they should and will, I, I think, always hold a place um, you know, for the time being uh, until there is some absolute revolution in, um, in antimicrobial, um, in, in, in pathogen, I guess, defense is really, they, they will always hold a, a place. But, you know, maybe they won't be the last line of defense anymore in terms of how we treat, say, antibiotic-resistant infections. Maybe there'll be, maybe we, there'll be alternative approaches that are based on the, these concepts of microbial community ecology, interspecies competition that we're learning about that will allow us to basically bring more, um, more, I guess, um, increase the arsenal against things like pathogens. So there's that whole aspect of kind of the next generation of antibiotics, antimicrobials. But then there's the whole health enhancing um, health enhancing side of things. And, you know, I think the word probiotics get, often gets a bad rap as being unsubstantiated scientifically. You know, we don't know the mechanism of action. But over the, you know, what researchers like myself and many others now, we're actually, try, we're actually trying to really dig the mechanism of action so we can very so we can control and we can manipulate and understand the processes by which say a, a microbe a probiotic that's administered can say be uh, uh, pro-immunogenic so uh, it stimulate the immune system in beneficial ways or perhaps they can secrete different products that can uh, alleviate say um, you know skin eczema or um, or aging even for example. 
so I definitely see that there's a there's a lot of uh, potential in this uh, real potential I think in 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 the concept of these skin probiotics. At the end of my experiment, I gave David and Jasmina one last call to talk to them about the future of Mother Dirt and where they're headed. Uh, we were we were founded as a biotech company uh, to do clinical research on on skin health, uh, and that is always going to be part of our mission. So much so that we have two sides of our company. We have a consumer division, which is Mother Dirt, uh, which are the products that you were using, and then we have a clinical division where we're studying inflammatory skin disorders. Uh, we're working together very closely with the FDA, that has been a fantastic partner for us uh, in understanding things like acne, and hopefully in the future things like eczema. So we're really using the consumer side of the business to build a dialogue in the general public. We think that it's an important conversation in public health. And we're also using it to support our clinical research to better identify the direction that we can take um, the work that we do so that ultimately one day, instead of being prescribed antibiotics or antibacterials to solve a problem, it can be much more about balance. It can be less about chemistry, more about biology, more about the ecosystem, and more about creating a natural balance and a natural state that our bodies evolved to have where they were able to better take care of themselves. You know, when I told people that I was doing this, I heard a lot of different reactions. Mostly people thought it was kind of weird and kind of gross. But the idea that live bacteria could form an important part of our skincare and healthcare in the future is actually seeming less crazy today than ever. I mean, scientists are already talking about using something called fecal transplant, which is basically taking someone else's bacteria-rich poop and using it as a treatment to battle conditions like C. difficile infections. You know, there was another study I saw when I was working on this about how scientists are taking newborns who are delivered via C-section and might miss out on being dosed with bacteria from their mother's birth canal and trying to swab them down with bacteria after they're born to see if a treatment like that could benefit their health in the future. I mean, it seems to me like it's getting more and more likely that in the future we will be manipulating our microbiomes in all sorts of ways and hopefully to our benefit. And scientists are working furiously right now to understand all the bacteria that live with us and everything that they do. It's an exciting area of research, but you know, for now, the science is still really new. I came to believe that I think I'll need to see more research until I start using these kinds of products as part of my daily regimen. When I started this, I kind of thought that maybe by the end, I might actually even want to keep it up. I mean, I put all that work into developing a colony of healthy bacteria on my skin. I was spritzing myself with this stuff several times a day, and I thought, it would be kind of sad to wash them all down the drain at the end of it. But the truth was that I couldn't wait to take a regular old shower. And so on day 15, I was immediately back to using all my soaps and shampoos, even my deodorant. And you know what? That first hot, soapy shower felt really great. This is Kate Luno for Radio Motherboard. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.